Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com Happy Thursday evening and welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show bringing you the absolute best of what's been happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can send me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. We have a very busy show tonight. So an exhibition coming to Athlone on 70s and early 80s band photographs by James Mann. We'll find out all about that and see if your favourite artist from that era is going to be included. A play on prom is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre and that will sure to have you laughing, crying and on your feet. And something really exciting to me, Vikings are coming to the Midlands. So we will find out more about that and what will be happening there. To start, we found out all about the first weekend of That Beats Banner last week and now we'll be finding out about what's going to be happening for the second week. Joining me again in studio is local historian and committee member for That Beats Banner, James Scully. James, thank you for coming in. Thank you, Shannon. And it's uh, it's great to have a second opportunity to come on Encore. So I just refer to last weekend, a very successful festival, despite some dampness. Uh, some wonderful hits, particularly the 30 blacksmiths who entered in the challenge. Now, if you were in the barrack yard for the, the sounds and the smells and the sparks of 30 blacksmiths working together of all ages and of different nationalities. They are all part of a group called Forged in Ireland. They, um, I think that there were several highlights. The highlight for me was they got some local bog iron ore. This is literally in our bogs. And this came from Clongowney just outside Banagher. There's a very good article in this week's Midland Tribune with some aerial photographs of it. And they took uh, some of this bog iron ore, smelted it, and then forged a small piece of iron. But this was the first time in millennia since the Iron Age that iron has been created in Banagher. So th- that was a very exciting discovery that the bog ore is there, the process is still you know, available to us. So hopefully we might make more use of that national uh, natural resource. Yes, because I remember last week that you had mentioned that as well. So I was very excited to see how that yeah. came about. Yeah. The second highlight was... Um, the competition, uh, inspired by the, the Bridge of Banagher, the uh, blacksmiths were invited to create a, a piece of sculpture, maybe about a metre long and so on. So we, we had eight or nine entries and I was delighted to see James O'Connor, who was most helpful and most uh, involved in bringing the festival to Banagher. And James, one of his piece, it was two hands, it was a sort of two hands forming the deck of a bridge and it was a bridge of friendship. And it's hopefully that this will be a bridge of friendship between the festival in Banagher and the blacksmiths. And hopefully they will, re- well, they are going to return next year and hopefully they will return for many years to come. Um, Paul Wanderer's talk on the whole smelting process was another highlight. Other highlights uh, down in the park were, were the fireworks, of course, always a great heat. Uh, always a great hit with everybody. The genealogy conference in Crankhouse drew large numbers. And at the fireworks, Eddie Bulfin's fire-eating feats uh, were, wow. were a great attraction. That was sort of a, a prelude to the fireworks. And I think that 
got the mood going. And so you got great a, weather for that as well, which yes, is amazing. We got, it cleared up <laughs> about six o'clock, five o'clock on uh, Saturday evening and Sunday was terrific. So it was, it was a bit of dampness earlier on, but the mood was very good and the whole flavour was terrific. And what was the overall reaction from the, from the crowds that were there? Well, do, do, do we, what do we, I remember years ago we were, <clears throat> there was a sort of a, a huge initiative to save corn creeks and it was involved, involving the Shannon Callows and the Banagher sort of area. And the, what struck me most was the evocation, the, the, peop, the love that people had for the corn creek. It was something from the past. And there was a similar evocation and emotion last weekend. People loved to hear and smell blacksmithing. They hadn't heard it mm. in, in, in decades. And those who were younger and had never heard it you know, were greatly impressed. They're not blacksmiths singularly. They're artists. Yeah. And, you know, when you see the process and what goes on into making something as, as simple, well, not as simple, but something as artistic as a good poker or a very sharp knife, you see, you see, you see what's involved. And I think their sales were good. I saw a lot of people carrying away very, very nicely designed pokers and, wow. and other items. I can only imagine the um, the effort and everything that goes in and the time yes. that goes into making yes. all well, these. Well, you'd see them working and, of course, they're covered in soot <laughs> and sweat. And, of course, they, 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 they were just, I don't know, when this was first mentioned, we just the whole thing just seemed to gel. It had a, had a great chemistry with, with the committee in Banagher. And I must say, all the blacksmiths that came were, were just wonderful. And they were very appreciative of our efforts. And so we look forward to a long relationship with them. That's I, amazing. Yeah. So that's it. So it was a very, very busy weekend that we have. But yeah. what is coming up this weekend? No, it's slight change. And uh, we're commemorating once again, uh, and no harm, Charlotte Branta's wonderful connection with the town. She's married to Arthur Bell Nichols of Banagher. Although she's only in Banagher for a week of her honeymoon, the story is much longer than that. Okay. Arthur Bell Nichols lives in Banagher for 66 years of his 88 years. And we have to tell that story as well. In particular, all the Bronte treasures that he brought from Haworth in Yorkshire after Charlotte died, nine months after their marriage. He literally brings uh, portraits, manuscripts, uh, the clock, the dogs, the maid, little minuscule uh, manuscripts that the three sisters had written, first editions and so on. Mm-hmm. Now, if he hadn't brought them to Banagher in 1861, they might have been scattered to the wind. Yeah, we wouldn't know where yeah. they've been. So there's a lot that's happening for it because I know, yeah. isn't there readings in that? Yes, we're having 10 events. Wow. Uh, three events Friday night, starting at half six. Uh, a film, a, t- uh, a film, uh, a film about the making of tapestries and so on that, that portrayed the items that came to Banagher and eventually made their way back to Howard okay. after Arthur died. Mm. He died in 1906. Mariana, a hero, a heroine in all of this, um, she auctions uh, a lot of these uh, sort of treasures and they make their way back to Britain and eventually back to Howard in Yorkshire, where they are still on display in the Parsonage Museum. So that's a film by Maeve O'Regan. Then we'll have a reading by Eileen Casey, and she will reflect on her love of the Bontes. And then we have a very special event. Uh, last year, we talked about, 
maybe the whole idea of a mural to commemorate this. And the idea was that we would put three faces into it. The three main faces in the story, of course, of Charlotte Bonte, Arthur Bell Nichols, and his second wife, who was his first cousin, Mary Anna Bell, because she was, uh, she was sort of, there's a, there was a selflessness in her that I haven't found uh, anywhere else. Mm. After Charlotte died, he still loved her. And her house in Banagher for 45 years was literally a shrine to Charlotte Bonte. Wow, there's so many interesting stories yeah. that we can get from this. And I know that I could sit here for another few hours and listen yeah. to them all because I think they're absolutely incredible. But we are running out of time. But for anyone that wants to know more information on what's happening this weekend, where can they find it? That beats Banagher website. Go into Highlights and go into Cultural and Heritage. Three more events on Saturday. Film, talk and a walk. And on Sunday morning, film, talks, reading and a walk. We finish at 2pm so everybody will get to the hurling final. <laughs> we have Plan B in case the weather does prove um, that, you know, a bit awkward. Now, uh, that's this weekend. Can I just mention something coming in a fortnight's time? This is part three of Banagher's sort of summer festivals and it's called The Beat on the Street. Saturday, the 5th of August, 1pm to 11pm. It's in memory of Pam Regan, so we think of Patrick, uh, her husband, and her, her sons, Jack, Alex and Lewis. Starting tomorrow, though, is a pop-up shop in the, the main square in Banagher and you can buy handbags, jewellery, T-shirts, hoodies, etc. And that... The, the beat on the street is Saturday, the 5th of August, August weekend, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Some wonderful bands coming. Abbey Folk, Spended Isolation, Tradstone, the Dooley Brothers, One for the Road. Tickets, €20, Euro, uh, under 16's freeze. All the money goes to Banagher Bereavement, Banagher and Bar Mental Health Group, East Galway and Midlands Cancer Support and the Offaly Hospice. Most worthy, uh, I would say, causes. So please come out. The events this weekend are all free, Perfect. But donations are most welcome. And finally, <laughs> best wishes to our friends in the Bar Vintage and Arts Week. Brilliant. This is their 55th year. Oh, so wow. when we're celebrating our 55th year, they will be celebrating their 100th. So good luck to them. That is absolutely amazing. James, thank you so much for coming in again. So coming up here after the break, we'll find out if your favourite 70s or 80s bands will be exhibited in Athlone right here on Midlands 103. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com Welcome back to Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. And joining me now is a Managing Director of Burgess of Athlone, Rosie Bowles, who was involved in a very exciting exhibition of James Mann band photographs. Rosie, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. Thanks, Shannon. I'm delighted to have you on. So can you tell me a little bit about this exhibition that's coming up? Okay. Um, So, well, a little bit about the gallery first. We're here about two years. We set it up kind of just after COVID and we've had some fantastic artists, local artists, some from a little bit further afield. But we've had from prints to beach and seascapes to wax painting to mixed media and surrealism and um, we now are having this um, photographic exhibition the black and white photographs and James Mahan the photographer he worked with um, Hot Press he freelanced through co- his way through college 
um, back in the late 70s, early 80s uh, with Hot Press. And um, James went to national school with Bono and um, he is still very friendly with that kind of um, connection and with um, The Edge and The Edge's brother, uh, Dick Evans, who is opening the exhibition for us. He's a guitarist with the Virgin Prunes. Um, So the, the photographs, I mean, they're all so... I, I don't know, raw, energetic, black and white. They're, they're really cool. We were really excited when we started seeing them. Um, and yeah, so we have a lovely playlist lined up as well. Um, of, uh, like, okay, so give you the list of the bands. So there is some U2 photos, Virgin Prunes, Led Zeppelin, B-52s, The Clash, The Stranglers, et cetera, et cetera. So we've put together, um, music from that period as well and I have to say I really have enjoyed getting it all together and um, so we'll be playing that on the night we're opening um this no next Friday next Friday night so yeah it's different and it, it is exciting it's exciting because with the images as well themselves they're catching a raw moment something that's happening and the you can only imagine the emotions that are going on there and you're seeing it through an image I mean they say it, a picture paints a thousand words so I'm very excited to see how many images will be on show gosh he hasn't even told us that yet <laughs> um, you know I'd say there'll be my guess will be around 30 Um yes so you're you're absolutely right. I mean, some of them are very hot and sweaty, to be honest with you. You know, they just look like, whoa, they've been giving it booty. And yeah, they're they're visceral, I suppose, is the word. Yeah, you can feel you can feel the heat, especially when it's in a crowd and at a concert like that. So it's exciting, very exciting yeah. to see all of these. And yeah. I mean, there'll be some people that'll go that'll remember being at a certain event and how 100%. they felt in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a guy the other day and I just said, oh, I don't know if this would be your thing or not, but I'd love you to come along and have a look. And he said, I've been to see you two 19 times. Wow. Oh, wow. And Dick Apple, you know, Dick is Oakley Oak, you know, <laughs> it, it appeals like music is um, such an amazing, I suppose, platform and whatever. Um, and it can appeal to anyone at any time. And yeah. It, and it is, and it's a great, and it's a great way to bring people together. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always say about music and things like that. It's it's a reason for people to come together. Yeah, and I know. I mean, I was that young woman back then, um, and just around us in Ireland at the time, uh, you know, like we were going through college, and half our classmates were emigrating uh, off to the states, off to Australia, whatever. And then there was this kind of really raw, energetic, give it welly music scene going on as well. So it kind of, in a way, sort of dragged us out of the doom and gloom, do you know, at the time. Yeah, I can agree. Music always has a way of just brightening everything up in the emotions you feel. You're either, you're either into the beat or you're into the lyrics, I see. Yeah, yeah. So how does um, Dick Evans feel about being involved in the exhibition? 
I think he's excited as well. I, Dick and James Mahan um, are now working in the same field. Don't ask me what it is. <laughs> um, and so they've always known each other, um, you know, and are still friendly. They're, you know, family friends kind of thing at this point. So he seemed to be an obvious choice for James to to get down and open it. Um, and James himself, um, like he, he I, my understanding is, my husband knew him a long, long time ago, um, but my understanding is he, he was the guy who had the camera hung, hang around his, his um, neck all the time. And um, he has some great stories about Bono and early days, like he showed a, a photograph of Bono in a little shirt and tie, like you've never seen him. Um, at a six or seven year old birthday party this sort of stuff is really funny that's so love sweet him. I love that those yeah, little moments really that sweet. that people don't really get to see I think they're absolutely little sweet moments. so yeah, for yeah. anyone that wants is any tickets or anything or more information on this event itself where can they go okay so it's not a ticketed event obviously the opening is um, we've sent out invitations um, but the exhibition will run for a month. It's in the village at Burgess. Um, so it's either you go through Burgess and down the stairs or you go down Lloyd's Lane and in the door of the village. And the village is, it's fairly new. It's um, just, you know, a little bit more than two years old. And there's an interesting mix of small businesses down there. Um, we have a great bookshop really enthusiastic you know a reader's bookshop let's say does a great line in kids books as well as plenty of fiction and non-fiction and Neve who is kind of co-involved in the art gallery and is a picture framer so she's always meeting artists and you know that's great for us and if there's any artists listening that would like to show their work we'd love to talk to them <clears throat> and then we have a coffee shop that's coming soon waiting on a coffee machine it's about a week a week and a half away um, we have a sushi bar and we have a lovely terraced garden um, and on a, a sunny day it's absolutely the place to be with a hairdresser, nail bar, and we have a skincare specialist. So it, it's kind of interesting to come in and look at anyway. But um, I think this exhibition is going to, you know, it's just going to bring different people in and probably particularly people who were around back then. But to look, at they've all brought their kids up on all that music as well. So I, I think there's something that will interest a lot of people in it, yeah. And there's a lot that's that's happening. As you said, there's things that are coming and that coffee machine will be put into great <laughs> use, I'm sure, when it comes in a week and a bit. So tell me, Rose, yeah. what are you looking forward to the most about this exhibition? Um, what am I looking forward to the most? Well, I want to see all the pictures for start. He's been drip feeding a few and kind of teasing me with a few pictures here and there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that and... Look, it's going to have a nice party atmosphere, I think, and be opening. So that'll, that's always fun too. Um, we'll have a glass of wine um, and maybe some sushi. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the whole event, really. And that'll be so. That is taking place on the 28th, isn't it? Yes, it's opening on the 28th at six o'clock, and then it will be open um, in the village for approximately a month. 
So if you're looking for something to do and you want to reminisce on some of the concert that you may have gone to or show some of the more younger generation in your family what yeah. concerts were like <laughs> pre-COVID, then this is definitely yeah. something that you're going to want to attend in the Athlone Art Gallery in the village at Burgess. Rosie, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it. And I wish you the best right. of luck with it. Ah, uh, Thanks so much, Shannon. Take care. Thank you. For more information on that as well, you can go to burgesofathlone.ie and they have absolutely everything about every shop that's in there. So make sure to check it out. And when they have their coffee machine, it'll be the one place you're going to have to go. Um, coming up, an exciting play is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre called Prom Queen, the movement in concert. Very excited about this. Stay here with me on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are back with Shannon Fogarty on Encore here on Midlands 103 and a brand new musical theatre show, sure to have you laughing, crying and on your feet is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre on Saturday the 29th of July. And joining me to chat more about this is writer, co-director and actor Sinead Marie and leading lady Katie Smith. Girls, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you Thank so you much. for having us. So Sinead, as one of the writers and co-directors, tell me more about the storyline of Prom Queen, the movement in concert. Now, so it's all about this group of teenagers and it basically just goes through everything that teenagers struggle with on a day-to-day basis. So the main storyline would be following Ollie and Chris, two best friends. Chris played by myself and Ollie played by Rachel Griffin, the other co-director. Um, Ollie is hopelessly in love with Miss Leah Galloway right here, um, but she is a popular girl, so she's out of his league. And then it's just going through all the different struggles that the two face on a day-to-day basis, and mental health and everything that teenagers struggle with. Oh, that's so exciting. So tell me how it was coming up and writing this play. Now, it was an interesting process. I did start when I was 11, which is an interesting age to start writing something so big, but it has definitely developed and changed over the last few years, obviously. And it wasn't actually finished until maybe three weeks before our first show last November. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so that's I'm that's get... um, I'm going to say a couple of years in the making because you sound very young. Um. That's incredible to be doing this since you were since 11. How does it feel to to now have it on stage? It's quite insane to see like my own writing up on stage, but honestly the best part is just seeing the cast and how into it they get and I'm genuinely so proud of all of them and that's why we're really trying to push ticket sales because we just want as many people to see how talented they all are. And yes, yeah, so if anyone wants any tickets, if you go to dunamaze.ie and this is for Saturday the 29th of July, it'll be worth it because it sounds absolutely amazing. I'm going to jump to Katie real quick, our leading lady for the um, prom queen, the movement in concert. Katie, how do you feel about being the leading, leading woman? Um, I mean, when I first got the role, I was really nervous because it is a really big role. And Leah's story is so important to me and I know it's so important to many others. But now that we're kind of getting into the thick of it and the show is the first show's tomorrow and Dun Maze is next week, I'm just so excited for people to see her story and all the character stories. So tell me a little bit about your character story, because you play Leah Galloway. Yes. So Leah Galloway is the leading lady. She is the most perfect, popular girl. Um, she's also one of the main love interests in the prom queen uh, movement. 
And she also is one of the characters that represents mental health awareness. And that's very exciting because the play kind of touches on bullying and LGBTQ plus and and mental health. What sort of reaction do you want from the crowd on these? Um, I think the main message that for the whole cast really, but especially for my character, is that with mental health and everything, like you're never alone. And it's kind of to show that everyone is going through something that no one knows about. Like no, none of the characters know that each other are struggling with these things. So it's just kind of to shine a light and basically say, hey, everyone is struggling with something and to be kind. And it definitely is something that I think a lot of people need to talk about more. And I guess, Sinead, is that something that you wanted to come across in the play when you were writing it? Yes, it is. That was my main message and thought throughout the whole time of writing it is that I really just wanted to shine a light on these issues and to really spread the message. And do you feel like your message has has grown and changed since you started writing this back when you were 11? 100% because obviously it's a lot for an 11 year old to be thinking about and five years on those principles and those messages have definitely changed but I hit a point around maybe the one two year mark where I was like wow we could really do something with this like we could really show this important message and then from there it just stuck and then yeah. And it's an important message that is going to come across as well, which is exciting. But how do you feel? Because you, you have many, many roles as well as writer, co-director, and you're going to be acting in it as well. How do you find the pressure of it all? Honestly, it would be so hard if we didn't have the team that we have behind us. Like, if I was just doing this on my own, it would be ridiculous. But we have such an incredible team. We have my mom, who's our project coordinator, Katrine Pitonka. We have Rachel Griffin, who's the other co-director, who's written some pieces for the show, and she also plays Ollie. And then we have a good t- PR team within the cast, and they're just and all the parents who volunteered and helped out with us. There's just so many incredible forces behind it, and it wouldn't be possible without them. And it's, it's good to have a good team behind you because it makes it all worthwhile. So tell me a little bit about the, the team in the background and about you know, the creation of it on stage and your, your stage set. How, how has all that been? Now, the main thing about Prom Queen is that it's inspired by jukebox musicals, which means it's using well-known songs that people already know. So that consists of the soundtrack. It's all popular, well-known songs, minus one of them, which is an original. But they're all well-known songs. Our stage set, we wanted to keep it pretty simple. There's still some little fun pieces, but we kept it pretty simple because we wanted to let the actors be the main part of the stage. And what sort of songs, what sort of well-known songs are going to be performed? And then I, then I want to get into the original song and find out more about that. But first, what well-known songs will be performed? Um, some of the songs you would recognise is Secret Love Song by Little Mix. And that's sung by our Molly and Nadevi. Um, it's All Coming Back to Me, which is actually sung by myself and Sinead as Chris and Leah. And then another one could be Beneath Your Beautiful by um, <clears throat> Labyrinth, which is sung by me and uh, Ollie or Rachel. And that's amazing. And, and Katie, is this your first time performing and how are you feeling about this? This is not my first time. I actually only got into theatre and drama and everything last year. Oh, wow. um, but this is definitely my first big meaningful role everything I've done in the past is kind of very panto-y and like fairy tale so this like story actually means something to me but I'm so excited like I just want to say like a huge thank you to Sinead for giving me the absolute honor to play Leah she is such a beautiful character and I can't wait for everyone to see her story and all the other characters so how important is the story for you 
Um, for me personally, and also towards like experiences in my family, um, the story is very, very important to me. As you know, I feel like everyone can relate in the sense that they struggle with their mental health uh, a lot. Personally, I struggle with anxiety, so I can definitely see eye to eye on some of the things that Leah experiences. So it's really just a beautiful thing to be able to relate to your character because you just feel it on such a deeper way. And that's true. And I feel like everyone does sort of go through something. Like I myself have anxiety, so I can understand um, how that comes across sometimes. It's very hard. It's very difficult because I find it hard to breathe sometimes, which is quite scary. So it'll be interesting to see how it comes across in the play, which I'm very excited to find out. So if anyone wants to find out any more information about this play other than it's going to be at the Dunamay's Arts Centre on Saturday the 29th of July where can they go? So we have a website and our easiest way to find that website would be through our link tree which is in all of our socials so you can find us on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook all at Prom Queen The Movement and that's where you'll find our link tree in our bios and that's where our website is, our tickets, the link to our GoFundMe page, which is really important because we're a completely non-profit organisation and we rely solely on donations. So and we have no funding from arts councils or anything. So we're completely non-profit and it would be really amazing if people could check out the GoFundMe. But all of that can be found in our link tree, which is linked in all of our social media. So if anyone does want to help, that's exactly where you go. And every little bit counts for something like this. And it's absolutely incredible yeah, to have. So I'll ask this question to the both of you, but I'll start off with you, Sinead. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm honestly just so looking forward to seeing all the cast on stage. They've put in so much work these past three weeks. We've only been rehearsing for three weeks and they've put in such an amazing amount of work. And I just really hope people get their butts on seats so we have a really good audience for those guys because they deserve it. And that's incredible. And Katie, same question for you. What are you looking forward to the most about this? I think what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing the audience's reactions to some of the events that take place in the show. As um, I feel like there's a character for everyone. There's it covers such a wide variety of you know things we need to be aware of, especially in modern day society. That I think it would be nice to see all of the audience connect to a certain character. There's someone for everyone. And it's nice that people are going to be able to relate to this and the fact that there's some well-known songs as well. And I know um, there w- was mention of a um, an original song. Sinead, tell me more about that quickly. Um, so there's only one original in the show and that would be one by myself that I wrote about a year ago, probably around April last year. And I just thought it is perfect for the character of Leah Galloway. So it's the end of Act One and it is Leah Galloway's song. Is it a slow song? Give me a little little um, exclusive in the song. So it's basically just Leah telling everyone about what's going through her mind. And I'm not going to give too much away, <laughs> but it's a little slow song when Leah's alone in her room and how she's feeling. Oh, that's so sweet. And I guess for one thing that I can get from this is that it is important for everyone to speak about what they're going through. And this is definitely a play that you are going to want to see. So if anybody wants any tickets for this, go to dunamaze.ie. And this is going to be on Saturday, the 29th of July. Girls, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about thank this. I'm very so excited you. for you. And again, anyone wants to donate, make sure to check out Prom Queen, the movement in concert and all their social medias where you can find it because every little penny is going to help this incredible cast put this show on thank you so much thank you so much no problem I'm delighted for you and the best of luck again tickets go to donnamaze.ie we are nearly there with the show but up next here on Encore on Midlands 103 Vikings Vikings are coming to Dunashi stay with me here on Midlands 103 
Encore. Brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. And coming to Duna Shee at the end of the month are Vikings, which is very exciting. And here to explain absolutely everything that you need to know about this amazing festival is the lovely Karen. Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Shannon. Thanks a million for having me. So tell me more about this very exciting festival. Yes, yeah, so this is our second year having the Vikings on site in Dunashi. So um, last year we contacted Paul and Diana, who actually run Lake Vikings and the Boyne Valley Viking Experience in the Slane Castle every year. And we asked them to come down and have a look at the site and see if it would be suitable for a Viking festival. So they came down and they just seen the site, obviously, and said this is just perfect for a Viking festival. So... Huge success last year. Everyone had great reviews about it. So we said we had to bring them back again this year. And I have so to really say, to it. it is a beautiful setting. I was out there and I've, I've seen all the lovely animals and everything as well. And it's fabulous. Yeah. So I can. it really is the perfect spot to have a festival like this. Where did the idea come about to start this? Well, we we it's a heritage site. So we're always trying to promote the site because it's such a beautiful area. And there's lots to actually see in it. And it's Ireland through the years. So we just thought we need to bring the park to life to really, you know, get the word out there and for people to experience it fully. So we thought, why not the Vikings? You know, they were really successful at at playing and people seemed to love them. So it just seemed like a perfect fit. And they agreed as well when they came down. So it's just working out well for us. Which is, and it's, Something that I think is going to go down extremely well. I'm very excited for it because I have to admit I've, I'm into all of these TV shows and documentaries and films that have to do with Vikings. So I am going to have my jaw on the floor probably the entire time. I'm very excited about this. But what can we expect from the festival itself? Well, there's so much on and so much involved. So the Vikings actually set up camp um, on the Friday night. So they're there Saturday, Sunday and the camp Friday night right through till Sunday evening. And they're all there in their full uh, Viking get-ups, in their authentic tents. Um, and they're just displaying their craft the whole way throughout the day. They also have the battle reenactments, which were, to be honest, I was even a bit surprised at how real they are when they arrived last year. And so were the crowd, because they're trained warriors. So they have their shields and they have their swords and like even the sounds of the clash of it. Like the audience last year were letting, you know, screams out and stuff. They weren't really expecting it. So that that's kind of really thrilling. Um, they're also including Viking games, which is new this year. So that will happen after each battle reenactment. So the battle reenactment will happen twice a day at 12 and at 2.30. Um, we also have archery this year as well, which is new. So people can come and try that out. And then there's loads for the kids as well. So we have um, face painting. We have a treasure hunt. We have storytelling. And they also get a chance as well to come in and take on the Vikings at the end of their battles as well. So that's always fun. They get a little sponge sword and and take them on. So they really enjoy that. Um, But there's loads of stuff this year as well that have a bird display. Oh, wow. So they have the magnificent owls and ravens. And you can get your picture taken with them. And they also, they're bringing the Irish wolfhounds as well. So you can get your pictures taken with them. Um, And then obviously they have all their crafts on display. So there's going to be wood turning, leather works. Viking jewellery. Um, there's going to be a blacksmith uh, on Gawa. He's, he's well known down around the Hill of Tara area. He's going to take over our forge. So he's going to be there talking about his trade all day as well. And then there'll be 
basket weaving and there's guys there with the honey and there's just so much and they'll be selling wooden toys and stuff like that as well that they make themselves it's just it's very immersive and there's just such an array of things on throughout the day it really is something and it's definitely a fun-filled family day out because as you said there's something there for absolutely everybody yeah exactly and like we even have running if the battles are on twice a day so if you're not interested in battles there's other things on at those times as well so we have ruin readings so you can get your fortune told oh, wow. and we also yeah we also have talks on about ruins and about viking mythology telling you about the different viking gods and things like that so I'd be surprised if someone went in there and found something that they weren't interested in um, to entertain them. Yeah, because there's just so much that's going on and it's incredible to see because I think it'll be absolutely worth it. So tell me, where can people get tickets? Because this is an event that everyone is going to want to go to in Dunashi, which is not far from Moat, which is amazing. So US, where can they get more information and tickets for this? So there's lots of information on our social media channels. So we've lots up on Facebook and we've lots up on Instagram. So that's just our Duna She. You'll find us under Duna She. And then our website is where you go to book tickets. So dunashi.ie. And when you go into the website, the Viking link will actually pop up. Um, we're encouraging people to book tickets because we do have a certain capacity that we can fit on the day and we just don't want people traveling down and being disappointed. So if they can get tickets in advance, go ahead and book tickets just to make sure that you can secure them. And it's definitely something that I'm heading to, which I'm very excited about. So tell me, are there any like restrictions in that? So I know um, I myself have a few dogs and that. Would they be allowed to go and check this out? No, so the, that's the only restriction would be the, the dogs. Because uh, as you mentioned earlier there, we have lots of animals on site. Yeah. We run kind of an animal sanctuary. We have lots of rescue animals and stuff like that. So um, normally the dogs are not allowed in to the heritage parks. They're more than welcome in the amenity park but not in the Hurge Park. The only ones that will be in the Hurge Park on the day are the ones that are part of the Viking performance, so highly trained and, and on leads all day. But that, that would be the only restriction. Everyone else is welcome. Like. And that's amazing. I remember the last time I was there, I was told about the pigs, and for the life of me, their names are gone completely from my head, but they were the nicest pigs I have ever met. So if anyone does go down to see them, make sure that you pop in and say hello. There's yeah, so many incredible me, animals. Me, yeah, and even Oshin. And Oshin just loves getting his belly rubbed. So if you go up to him, he'll actually keel over for you to rub his belly. So he's an attraction in himself. Oh, the entire place is absolutely beautiful and well done and kept together so incredibly. And this type of event is going to bring a lot of people down. And it's great to have that atmosphere. So hopefully now the weather will stay nice. But what are you looking forward to the most for this? To be honest, just the atmosphere in the place. So, like, as you say, it's a beautiful park, but when the park is full and has something on, like the Vikings, and you even have the Viking musicians playing music throughout the day, and just the atmosphere in it is lovely, and everybody there is just enjoying it so much. The Vikings themselves just love talking to people, and they love telling them about their crafts and their trades and the Vikings, and just everybody's just so happy. And everything's available on the site. So we have our on-site cafe, Lily Mays, and they're catering on the day. So they'll, they'll have everything available from burgers to pizzas to curries, something available for everyone. And then we would say to people as well, we've lots of picnic benches. There's lots of lovely green areas that people can sit down and have their picnics. And that's what you just have. You're walking around and you're just hearing the music. You're seeing people having their picnics or their food and just really enjoying themselves. 
and it's just kind of there's a great sense of achievement I suppose that the park is doing what it's there to do that that's what I look forward to most just being able to sit back and watch that and enjoy it and the atmosphere is the thing that's going to get everyone because this is going to be a, like a walk back in time to how it was exactly back then and to, to be yes. able to recreate that even even as you said the um the, the fights and how realistic they can be those are very exciting to see how they actually were back then yeah exactly and you'll have like the, the, the authentic fighting fighting tents as well and there's cooking displays as well so as you're walking around you're getting the smells of the different foods that they would have eaten and they're there preparing the food and they'll tell you all about it and you have know people selling pottery so they're all eating and drinking out of the authentic dishes and so it's just a pure Viking village and just a very beautiful setting. And it's very immersive which is incredible so everyone can kind of get involved so would you suggest for people that are coming to this to dress up like Vikings? Yes well we had people dressed up last year and it was amazing and so if people want to dress up by all means we would love that and come in whatever you're comfortable in and um, it is a five acre site so I would say just make sure that you have comfy shoes on because you'll be covering a good bit of ground um, if you're there all day um, and then just be weather ready because you know we are in Ireland so <laughs> we could get anything um, so yeah just, just be prepared then and throw on your Viking gear if you have it and enjoy yourself. And it's, I, I love this because I'm very big into, into Vikings and that and the history of them. So it's nice to be able to see it instead of just on a, on a screen, to be able to see it in front of you, the whole immersiveness of it. It just it takes you to another level. Yeah, and the battles themselves, like they're very safe, like they're behind a roped area, but you're quite close to them. So you can hear everything and you can see everything up close. So you get right in there, like into the action. So it, it's very good. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here and I'm getting very excited and I'm <laughs> trying to keep myself sat down. But um, is there anything else coming up in the Heritage Park that you'd like to quickly mention? Um, well, we're always quite busy there. So we do have different events. We, we were at a home of Festival in Manaw as well. That was there in January and that was there in just July, the beginning of July. We have a Moonstock event coming up um, the 29th of October. We'll have our own Halloween spectacular that's on every year. And we normally have a Christmas event as well. So we're, we're quite busy there throughout the year. And then obviously it's summertime. Just the park itself is in it's all its glory at the moment. So it's even worth just coming down um, and checking it out, both the Unity Park and the Heritage Park. And we also have um, a Creative Ireland uh, project going on at the moment as well, where we're hand-making to make a labyrinth in our amenity park. So that's very exciting as well. So it's very diverse. We've all sorts of things going on down there. And it's great because it's an absolutely incredible atmosphere down there. And um, Karen, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about this. And I wish you the best of luck. And I will see you down there on the Sunday. I'm very excited for it. Yes, make sure to give me a shout so that I can come down and, and talk to you. Brilliant. Again, and thanks so much for having us on. Anytime. Thank you. So again, if anyone wants any more information, you can head over to the website, which is dunashi.ie. It's D-U-N-N-A-S-I dot I-E. And there you'll have all the information. And of course, you'll get all of the tickets and everything that you need as well. But that is all the time that we have for the show. 
It has gone so quick as always. I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to all of my incredible guests that joined me. There are some great things coming up in the arts in the Midlands. So make sure you go and check them out. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. I'll be back here. Same day, same time, Thursday at 7 with more of what has been happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Make sure you stay with us here on Midlands 103 as Joe Cooney, the king of country, is going to bring you the best in country music with Country Roads. Have a great Friday, have a great weekend and I will chat to you next Thursday from 7 o'clock.